0: It is another beautiful Tuesday evening right here in the capital city of Accra. If you're listening to us anywhere else, well, we are available across so many different platforms. But then what matters tonight is the fact that we're going to have a technology conversation. And it is right here on 97.3 City FM. This is City Trends. My name is Philippa Sean and City Trends is sponsored by First National Bank. First National Bank is asking you a very simple question right now. They're asking, why let your business settle for less when you can get a whole lot more with First National Bank? Go beyond banking with a digital partner that understands your business. Let your business bank the better way with a business account from First National Bank. The First National Bank business account is more than just, you know, just yes, an account because it does much more than that it's a portal that gives you access to tools designed to propel your business this includes features like the award-winning online bl- banking enterprise straightforward global payment solution and trade solutions and merchant services you can also choose an account that suits your particular sector no matter what segment you're in from a great to public sector and everything else in between they have you covered you can visit firstnationalbank.com.gh or simply up for one of their consultants um to you know give you a call and you know just walk you through the process and everything that you need alternatively you can pop into any of their branches in the Accra Mall, Junction Mall, Makola Mall, West Hills Mall, Achimata Mall, Tema Community, Levin, Jian Towers or you can head on to their head Office branch at the Accra Financial Center building, and you will be sorted. It's more than just business to you. I'm guessing that's what your business is. That is why First National Bank is here to help. Now, First National Bank is a subsidiary of the First Round Group of South Africa. First National Bank, how can we help you? On the show today, we have a conversation having to do with freelancing in a gig economy. What is a gig economy? And um, how does it really help people who are trying to be freelancers or trying to offer their services in one way or the other? We'll be trying to understand all the dynamics involved on the show today with... um, Yeah, you'll find out who my guest is in a bit. Um, Also, we have the trending segment, we have the app segment, and then we have um, the Your Tech segment as well. Last week, we had a very, very interesting input from one of you who does the listening um, on our WhatsApp number 0549986996 about the ECG app. Interestingly, the ECG app was launched today. Um, some of you actually got back to us with some feedback because um, you've been using a beta version of the app. So we'll be getting through a bit of that in the app segment and then, of course, uh, we'll be bringing you up today with everything that happened over the course of last week with regards to technology sector. It's a packed show. Very, very interesting. You can get in touch with us. Like I said, WhatsApp number 0549986996 alternatively get in touch with us on twitter using the hashtag city trends and be a part of the conversation
1: share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the whatsapp number 0549986996 tweet at us using hashtag
2: city trends
0: Has your computer developed a problem you don't understand? Is your phone refusing to respond? Is there a computer virus you're battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with CityTrends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 54 998 six6996 You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. Well, if you're like me and someone has popped up in an email or on a Facebook message or you guys are having a conversation in a group on Twitter and someone mentioned something about a gig economy and you are very confused and had no idea what exactly that was about. Well, that is the reason why we're going to have this conversation, because quite a number of people really don't even understand what a gig economy is. A lot of people end up using it wrongly and all of that. But then the main issue also has to do with you know this whole concept of working remotely and freelancers and how easy it is for people to offer their services you know along that that chain and so we're going to have a conversation about that so you at home you wherever you are can get a sense of what exactly is going on currently within the world of work and how you can plug yourself into it there's so many advantages there are kind of a few disadvantages but at least you are going to walk away from this conversation understanding what exactly is out there and how you can plug into it. My guest for today um, is is someone who um, comes highly recommended. He's the creative director at Team Alfie but one of the things that he does as well is that he's a freelance work evangelist. We'll be asking him exactly what that means in just a bit. He's also the founder of freelancebootcamp.org. We'll be getting into all of that before the close of the show. Alfred, operator for Welcome to the show.
1: Hey Phil, thank you. It's How are you? Time. Really, really good. Really, really good. We are glad about
0: show. that. So, I mean, what is this um, um, freelance work, evangelist business all about? What do what do you do? Do you have a Bible? Do you have like a handbook that we are supposed to buy? like what is that
1: you know Phil before I go into the evangelism of freelancing (laughs) (laughs) let me congratulate you on your own little gig economy you know know. congratulations thanks man thank you you. thank you well done thank you Um, so, yes, I call myself a freelance evangelist, mm. and i 'm not the type of person who goes around carrying a, a Bible, but I certainly <laughs> want to preach the message of freelancing mm. because there is a huge opportunity that as a nation, as a people we're missing you know um, there, there's an opportunity for us to to earn money beyond our borders you know we're complaining about foreign exchange leaving the country freelancing and the 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 brand of freelancing that i subscribe to potentially could allow our country to bring in revenue from outside the country and that's the message i preach That's that's what i talk about that's
0: a very interesting concept well i mean i guess then let's just start off from there like what exactly is this brand of freelancing you're talking about and how how does it work
1: so let's, let's, let's go to the question of... Um, first of all, let me explain what the whole gig economy is. Right, let's, let's, start, let's, start, <laughs> yeah, from let's start from Yeah, let's the start scratch. from there. Let's not go through, through the whole, you know, higher let's level Let's start stuff. from the base and then build so, on top of that. So um, the gig economy is nothing new, okay? okay. To be honest, um, gigging has been, has been happening in one form or, or the other in Ghana for many, many years. Um, I remember when I was a child... Um, well, I wasn't a child, I was a young man, let me put it that way. I'm still young. But when I was much, much younger, <laughs> I used to go to a farm with my father. And I remember that um, the, the the farmers around the local area would always come to my dad's farm to come and do a little job here, a little job there, mm. you know, just to supplement their income. Mm. So my, my father was seen as the... The, the, the producer of gigs. Right. You Come and weed my father's farm, mm. you know, earn mm. a bit of money and then take the money back to right. your own farm. And then there's also the aspect of consultants, um, you know, um, in one form or the other, accountants and stuff like that who used to do little, you know, little consultancy work, you know, here and there. It was all gigs. Mm. I think the main thing that's happened now between what we're doing then. And what's happening now is that now it's underpinned by technology, right. right? And the technology has allowed us to has made it easier for one for people to find work or find these gigs, mm. right? It's made it easier for employers to find talent, mm. you know, find people with the skills, the right skills to do specific tasks, mm. and it's made it easier for consumers to also evaluate. Services evaluate people who do certain services, give feedback, Mm. and um, it is basically given generally giving consumers a better um, experience. You know, so that's essentially what the gig economy now is. Same thing we've been doing, but underpinned by technology, algorithms, AI. You know, it seems
0: to be a very popular option for a lot of tech companies today. I'm not sure about mainstream corporates but a lot of tech companies seem to be riding along that conversation. I don't know if you get that sense as well.
1: Oh, yeah, I do. Absolutely. I mean, tech companies are driven by, let me not use the word greed, but profit, right. okay? And the gig economy, it all boils down to simple economics and risk, hmm. right? If they can push the risk of doing business to the individuals who do their business, for example, Uber, hmm. right? The driver is doing all the driving, um, By the end of the day, when things go wrong, the feedback goes to the driver. And think about this. Imagine owning a a company where when someone who works for you does something wrong and feedback is put on the platform, it actually makes your business better. Think about it because the feedback that you give to an Uber driver improves the Uber service. Right. Whereas oh. the traditional business, <laughs> it will shut your business down. It will shut down. your business down. Yeah. So that's what the gig economy does. So the risk has been pushed to individuals. Mm. Companies no longer have to pay um, insurance, uh, social security, time off, maternity leave, maternity mm. leave, and all that. All of that has been pushed to you know the the, 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 the people in the gig you know economy. So mm. that saves them money, and money is what it's all about. So that's, that's, that's what, what that's what's driving the the conversation among tech firms at the moment.
0: Wow. That's very interesting. Well, listeners, you're still tuned in to 97.3 City FM. This is City Trends, and we're having a conversation with Alfred for uh, about freelancing in a gig economy. And um, he basically is setting the base of what an, what a gig economy is and why tech firms seem to be so much in favor of, you know, basically working within that sort of frame of or mindset. Now, Alfie, so... It is one thing understanding this it's a completely different thing making it work, and I'm not sure from your observation within this space in Ghana, how prevalent is this economy this gig economy
1: i'd say on a on a scale of zero to ten zero being um caveman and 10 being <laughs> space astronaut, you know, level. I'd say we're somewhere at about four. Right. Um, compared to um, countries like the United Kingdom and, and, and the U.S., mm. we are well behind the curve when it comes to um, the gig economy, but we're catching up. Mm. The problem is the challenge. To the, problem. the challenge is the infrastructure is not there, mm. and the type of education that we give our graduates and mm. people who leave... Uh, institutions of higher learning does not actually equip them for the, 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 the employment market. Mm. Now, remember, the gig economy, it's not based on... Your performance is not based on your certificates mm. or your, uh, uh, your process, okay? It's purely based on results, okay? So if you can't deliver what you say you are going to deliver, for example, you're working as a developer mm. and you're building a website and you cannot deliver... The websites a standard the customer once the customer leaves you poor feedback, and you don 't get any more jobs mm. game over mm. Do you understand so it doesn 't matter how highly qualified you are, you know how many doctorates you 've got under your belt. Mm. The gig economy forces you to produce value right. okay if you can 't produce value, you fail and you die mm. and this is where the, the, there 's a disconnect between the type of people that are institutions. are are, are birthing or bringing out and the type of people that are needed to work in this type of industry Mm. so there's a huge disconnect there and once we can kind of bridge that disconnect bring out people who are entrepreneurs or how how should i even put it people who are resilient you know you need a certain level of resilience to work as a freelancer Mm. Um, you need to be able to take control of your own destiny We don't want the type of... Freelancers are not the type of people who work in the typical um, government institution. Mm. Do you understand? Come Mm. to work, do the minimum amount of work for maximum pay. Do you understand? Mm. It's a whole different mindset. And once we start closing that gap, putting in the technology to support them, churning out the right type of graduate Mm. to the right mindset, changing our work culture, Mm. Mm. we can do this.
0: Are there any characteristics that underpin what's egg economy is for example
1: absolutely Mm. so in Europe for example one of the things that's really driven the the growth of this um, industry is a work-life balance Mm. right I mean for years people have gone through work Um, you can work stay at work for hours and hours and hours have no time for family you earn huge amounts of money but you never have any time to spend it That gig economy gives us the ability to balance our lives. So you choose the hours you want to work. Choose what you want to do, where you want to do it, and how much of it you want. And you also have control over your earnings. Mm. You work as hard as you want, work as little as you want, but ultimately you're the captain of your own ship. If you don't work, you don't earn. Mm. Um, It gives you the ability to have multiple streams of income. So a lot of freelancers, believe it or not, Phil, still keep their day jobs. Right. Right. Okay, they work. I, I, for example, um, I did it for about seven years, but I always had a job on the side. It was only until I moved to Ghana that I did it hundred percent full time. Mm. So I've always done it on the side of my, you know, my job. So it gives you yeah, it gives you multiple streams of income, and that's really really helpful in any economy. Mm. And the other thing, Phil, is that there's a really low, um, you, low barrier entry, so you don't need much capital to start. Right. Okay, if you're a developer, you need a laptop. Internet connection, telephone, you're done. Good. You know, if you're a, a virtual assistant, telephone, laptop, done. Graphic design, the same thing. Mm. So, as long as you can get access to a reliable internet connection, good power supply, decent power supply, a, a good computer, telephone, you're in business. Mm. The other thing is that um, there are obviously risks, you know, associated with this type of um, um freelance work, and sometimes people tend to focus too much on the risks and 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 they fail to realize that although there is a risk that you can fall into financial hardship, working as a freelancer mm. there 's that risk attached to everything you know there 's no guarantee there 's one thing guaranteed about life is that there are no guarantees. Sure. You can turn up to work one day and your boss will decide you know what that 's it phil i 'm fed up with you. <laughs> Yeah, the only difference in freelancing is you have many, many bosses, mm. right? And at least if one of them fires you, you're still working for the other one, right. you know, and you can still carry on. If you make a mistake here, you can improve it on the other side. Mm. So you have more lifelines, whereas the traditional employment, once they cut you, that's it. you're done. Mm. You know, so that's the characteristics of, you know, those are the characteristics of a, of a gig economy. Mm. It's work-life balance, control over, over your earnings, multiple streams of income, low capital to start up and you know what, it's a tool against what I call our battle against generational poverty
0: Mm. Interesting,
1: explain that Think about it, so for the first time in the history of mankind borders are no longer relevant in your ability to make money Mm. thanks to the internet you can be sitting in Ghana, you can be working with a company in New York and earning dollars
0: all because of your level of competency. And that's it. And that's you're, just, it. you're just regarded based on just how competent you How competent you, can, you are. You it be. doesn't
1: matter what you look like, mm. where you're from, whether you have a visa, <laughs> whether you were bounced in the past. They ask you, can you do the job? You demonstrate if you can do the job. You get feedback from previous clients. You show it to the next employer that, yeah, this guy can do the job, and you're on. And that's it. Mm. There is no longer any excuse... For, for saying that I'm, I'm going to stay in Ghana I'm going to accept my little Ghana salary mm, and, and that's it mm. there's no excuse because the internet has actually leveled the playing field that's what the gig economy has done it's literally leveled the employment playing field, you can work anywhere in the world with anyone at any time that is huge that's incredible
0: but why is it not so popular here?
1: It's gaining ground, you know. It's gaining ground. Listen, so when I set up freelancebootcamp.org, I set up a WhatsApp group, okay, a support group. Within 24 hours, the group was full. Wow. 257 members. Within 24 hours, the group was full. There is huge demand. Mm. People want to know, what is this freelancing about? What can I do? How do I do it? Where do I start? Mm. You know, what are the challenges? You know, I mean, and there's no one out there you know teaching people how to start freelancing mm. how do i start where am i going to get my first job from what does day one look like when do i quit my job mm. you know so the, the 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 demand is definitely there phil ghanians love work ghanians are not lazy ghanians are driven by money <laughs> <laughs> and wherever wherever you can find money, that's where you will find earners. Yeah. And Nigerians, forgive me, you know we're driven by money. And there is money oh, in freelancing if you know where to find it, Phil.
0: If you know where to. Find
1: if you know, it. know where to find it, mm.
0: that seems to be the main point where people seem to veer off. Where exactly to find what gigs for them to be able to thrive on and survive on, and and everything else.
1: So the problem is people are only looking at local gigs. Mm. Think, they say think, um, think local, act global. Wow. Right. You've heard that. Sir. Right. so So most of the people have interacted with, them, all they're thinking about is, okay, what can I do in Ghana? What sort of, How can I work as a virtual assistant in Ghana? Have you looked on the internet? Have you, have, you, have you just taken the time to just type in work as a virtual assistant, for example? Mm. And find out how many positions are going, how many people are looking constantly for people to just help them, you know, book their plane tickets, you know, organize their schedules, organize their diaries. People are looking for project managers all over the world. And and this is the problem with Ghanians. We can become, we're, we're trapped in a little Ghana bubble. Mm? Nobody wants to look outside. Everything is Ghana, Ghana. Local champions, that's what we are. Mm. That's why I realized there's so many local champions, you know. But just take a second. Look outside that Ghana bubble, and you'll find that there is so much work. It's more competitive, but it's more rewarding. Mm. Okay, So even if you can't find the type of work in Ghana that will pay you, that is the beauty of the freelance, that the gig economy. You can look elsewhere. You can look outside the company. There are no barriers. There are no barriers. You can earn in any currency you want. You can work any hours you want. You can work with anyone for as long as you wish.
0: It's all well and good, but clearly there are certain tools that make all of this possible. Without knowledge of these tools, you literally cannot survive. For example, if you're going to be a virtual assistant for someone, I mean, you need a Slack, for example, a working knowledge of how Slack works or any other of these apps and how they work. A lot of people don't seem to have that. So Phil, and it really restricts them on, on Phil, taking advantage of these, these opportunities.
1: Knowledge is free. We are in the, we're in the age of knowledge. Okay? The, the internet is just not about watching, twerking videos on, on Facebook. <laughs> and right? Have you heard about Google? Hello? <laughs> YouTube? Listen, I have a developer in my team. Right Back in my office Who's taught himself how to program in PHP Laravel Self-taught from scratch Just by watching videos on YouTube Mm. So there is no excuse for I can't do this There is no excuse The the only excuse is laziness Mm. That you're lazy and you don't want to look You don't want to search You'd rather spend your time mindlessly scrolling through Instagram and Facebook and dropping smart comments, you know, uh, you know, dropping funny videos for other... P- I mean, there's more to the internet than that. Right. You can learn every, anything you want, positive mm. and negative. You can learn it on the internet. If you want to become a virtual assistant today and you went to YouTube now, you could start watching a video now that would train you, give you the basics of setting up as a VA.
0: People talk about insurance and social security and, you know, the things that typically once you get, you know, employment in a company, especially in Ghana, you're supposed to be entitled to um, health benefits and, you know, all of that. Like, that almost doesn't exist in the gig economy, does it?
1: But why should it? Yeah, essentially, you see, the brand of freelancing that I subscribe to, we, 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 we want to be self-sufficient right why do i need an employer to pay my insurance i can pay it myself the best safety net that a government can give its people is the ability to work give them jobs show them where to find jobs and insurance will take care of itself when you die can you take your employers work with you can can you leave your can you leave ccfm for your children no, no. <laughs> phil
4: <laughs> I I you
1: can't Okay, but as a freelancer, you have an opportunity to grow your freelance business into an actual corporation. You know, you can do all of that. For me, that's the safety net. Mm. The safety net is the fact that I can leave a legacy for my children. Mm. I can leave something behind that no one can take from me. You know that these 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 conversations around insurance they are they are they are first world problems. Mm. Look, there are even people working in the normal economy in Ghana who are not insured. So what about, I mean, forget it. The first problem we need to solve is getting people to know that this whole freelance economy exists. Mm. Training is available. You can learn yourself if you're serious, right? Or you can join organizations like mine and get trained Mm. and start work. Mm. The training is there. The internet is more than Facebook and Instagram mm. and TikTok as well. <laughs>
0: and likey. And likey. Well, but that's a new one, I likey. How, how, how do we even start off building an appetite among the populace for remote work, for freelancing, and all these elements within the gig economy?
1: So, appetite, appetite. That's, I like the way you put that. Appetite. First of all, like I said, Ghanaians are motivated by money right? And some of us, people like myself, not to brag, um, we should tell our story a bit more, okay? So that people understand that at some points in my life, you know, before I started freelancing, I was dead broke, right? Mm. I was the type of person who, at the end of the month, or before the end of the month, to be honest, my salary is gone. Mm. And the last few weeks, it's... Well, everything,
0: and anything. It. find it <laughs>
1: find it somehow do you know what i mean and i asked myself I said, Alfie, how long are you going, are to, you be going like to live this sort i don't of know how life? many
0: people are listening right now who are probably in that same situation as
1: well there are many of us mm. many 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 people so my journey into freelancing was driven by it, it was driven by poverty Okay, I wouldn't say I was dead poor, but it was driven by a need not to be poor. Okay, it was driven by a need to make sure that I have extra money at the end of the month. Everything I know today, Phil, I didn't go and learn in school. Hmm. Right? Everything I learned today, I learned on the internet, taught by the internet, brought up by the internet, made money on the internet. So... If you want to get involved in the gig economy, you need to have that hunger, Mm. that basic hunger. That that means that you you, you don't want to settle for second best. You are not happy with your salary. You are not happy with your situation. You are prepared to teach yourself, train yourself, or find an organization that can teach you how to make money. Because people are doing it. Mm. The Indians are doing it. The Chinese people are doing it. You know, the excuses are over. The knowledge is out there. Anything you need to learn is on the Internet. Education, as we know it, is dying or is dead. Mm. You finish school, and the type of 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 degree you come out with, you can't even find a job. (laughs) This is where we are. Do you understand?
0: Oh boy.
5: So
1: yeah, the appetite depends depends on you. If you're hungry enough, like I was, and you don't want to settle for, for 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 second best, you get up your off your backside. You know, jump on the internet, teach yourself. Or, I, get, or get in touch with me.
0: <laughs> we have a message here from Sedum. I can code in Ruby, Ruby on Rails, Python, Django, um, Phoenix, PHP, um, Laravel, uh, and all of this is self-taught. And guess what? I have just started learning Flutter today.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Um,
0: wow. Sedem.
1: Amazing. Sedem. wow. Yeah, these are the type of people that will thrive in the, in the gig economy. Right. Okay? Because there are employers all over the world looking for you know the self the self-taught developers and the coders are the best mm. they are uh, people like this are brilliant because he can if he puts his mind to anything he knows this guy knows that if he puts his mind to anything he can do it and that's the attitude of a freelancer mm. even if you can't do it yourself fail you can find someone who can do it right. that's my attitude right. if i can't do it i know someone who can mm. and i'll get it done it's a can do attitude
0: well, it looks like a lot of it is right up to the people themselves. That's that's mostly where it is,
1: and it's driven by the people. Freelancing is driven by the people. It's not driven by governments. It's not driven by. It's driven by the need for individuals to earn extra money, and this is what these huge corporations like the Ubers, the Upworks, ha, are thriving on right. because people are desperate looking for ways to earn extra money, valid ways, not. Not theft or fraud or money transfer nonsense. You mm. know, valid ways to, to actually make money. Mm.
0: Mm. I have a message here. Steven um, Stephen, Stephen um says, Session boys, musicians, that is, have perfected this e- gig economy. Power. Oh, yes. Now <laughs> other sectors have to make or have to take it to global. Well, thank you, Stephen, for your message there. Jay Boss Chick is also listening. Um, she sends a message, says, getting motivation, hashtag City. Trends. You can send through your messages as well on our WhatsApp number zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. We are having a um, a conversation um, today about um, freelancing in a gig economy, and basically, you know, the underlying factor is it's really literally up to you because the information that you need to be able to survive in this current kind of world of work and the future world of work is literally in your hands. It's out there. It's on the internet. Just go find it and get get going. But um. Yeah. So, Alfie, so it is one thing having motivation it's another thing knowing where exactly to find information and basically learning. There are people who will find it, but it won't probably go through with it all the way through to the end. You have a platform that I think probably helps us to bridge that gap. So can you tell us a bit about that platform?
1: Okay, so my platform is—it's—I I call it a movement. Okay, freelancebootcamp.org dot org is a movement, and it has the sole objective of one training. Training, making sure that people who join our platform know exactly how to start where to start what resources they need how to deal with with customers g- good customer service how to deal with difficult customers how to manage projects we go through all of those things and once you complete the training the next stage in the evolution of freelancebootcamp.org is it's going to become a marketplace where these qualified what i'm going to call qualified freelancers are going to be given opportunities to actually work with customers who are looking for the skills that they have. So there are other organizations like mine who are also doing you know similar things but we're the only I'd say the freelance org is not, not for profit. Mm. Okay. It's purely about supporting individuals like myself who start from nowhere, give them a little you know, push. This is where to find the information. This is how to find a customer. When you get your first job, this is what you need to do. Mm. This is where to find a, a, an invoice. You know, these are the type of websites you need to do that can attract customers. Once you get your customers, when you're doing a project, right, how do you manage the project? How do you manage your customer's expectations? How do you make sure that a difficult conversation with a customer does not become negative feedback? Mm. Okay, what does a successful project look like? We address all these things and make sure that once you you start the journey with us and you become a freelancer, you're the type of freelancer that stays in the game and makes money. And that's 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 the reason why you joined I, I believe it. that's there's no one who goes to freelancing who says I don't want to make money. Right. It's about making extra money and we prepare you for that. Nice.
0: Um Sedim, um Sedinam um, comes to Hello Philip, please tell Alfred, I want to join him in crusading freelancing and the gig economy. I started freelancing when I was in school. I was managing social media accounts for brands and doing graphics for people. It's helped me and I would like to tell more people about it. Sedinam, thank you so much um for sharing that there. Um ja...
1: Yeah, Seddam, look, thanks so much. If you want to join us, um, just message me on zero five five seven four four seven nine three three. We have a WhatsApp group. Um, there are about 250 um, or 50 odd people there. They come and they go, so there's always space for one Make more person. to Telegram and be free. <laughs> I know, we should actually move, just, to, Telegram move to Telegram because it's, it's a bit frustrating. Yeah, just move to um, Telegram and be free. So there's a whole community of freelancers out there who are trading ideas, who are learning, who are spreading the gospel of what great freelancing looks like, and Come on, join us. Join the conversation.
0: Interesting. Well, Alfie, so the platform, once again, tell us um, how people can get in touch and how people can be a part of the conversation, becoming proper freelancers with the right training, with the right right background, with the right mindset to be able to survive in this current world of work.
1: So um, the website is freelancebootcamp.org. And the way it works is every month... Um, at the end of every month we do one live boot camp session which is essentially a training session where you get to come in you get to meet um, experienced freelancers like myself um, we teach you everything you need to know you get to ask questions. You get to do one-to-one meetings, face-to-face consultations. You know, over the course of about eight hours. Um, the next boot camp will be at the end of March. If you go to our website now, you can register on there now. The website is live. Um, it's freelancebootcamp.org. If you would also like to get in touch with me personally and find out a bit more, you can reach out. My number is zero five five seven four four seven nine three three. Happy to help. Um, like I said, there's a WhatsApp group. We're having the conversations now. We're teaching each other. We're sharing ideas. We're sharing our businesses and we're growing.
0: There's going to be a Telegram group soon.
1: And there's going to be a <laughs> Telegram group soon. <laughs> the way things are going, yeah, we're not... There's, going, there's not going to be enough space for this. Yeah, now.
0: exactly. Well, yeah. It's, it's it's a bit of pleasure. Um, yeah we, we're getting quite a number of other messages having to do with your tech but um, we'll, we'll take care of that when we get to your tech but Alfie it's been a pleasure um, having you thank you so much um, for, for, for coming through and I'm, I'm hoping that more and more people buy into the gospel and we can grow this
1: thank you so much for the absolutely. opportunity Phil absolutely
0: the show is city trends on 97.3 city fm it's now time for us to get into the app segment and like we talked about last week it seems the only app that everybody wants to know about right now is the ecg ghana power app um it was launched today but last week last week um we had a very interesting uh, message that came through someone asking about um what exactly the app is, whether it works, blah, blah, blah. But um, we didn't have all the answers. We have had some, and we've had some interesting feedback as well. So, Jeffrey, you're us here
3: to give us more details. Jeffrey. Um, good evening to you and your Bonsoir. lovely listeners. Bonsoir. Um, okay. So, last week, when we were doing the app segment, someone sent in asking if we had tried the ECG app. And I said I had personally not tried because my meter, you know, it wasn't there yet. I actually found out that mine was... Okay, you finished. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um we promised we would go find out what was going on. And we got some reactions asking about um about how on how the app has treated some of our listeners. Before. Right. Um so let's listen to the first person talking about how he felt when he used the app.
4: Okay. So we were using the old type of prepaid model, like the one that came in in the beginning, then now they came to change it to this one they call the MBH or something, where they put hang-on poles and things. So there's a small device with some numbers in in your house, so you can just dial the number. And one time around 9.56, our prepaid got finished, and I really needed to finish some piece of work before the next day, 6 a.m. So I decided to download the ECG app and check it out. How it will work and all those kind of things. So I can even purchase credit. So I downloaded the app, entered our meter number and all. Now I entered the amount, entered my mobile money number. And I clicked pay. This thing kept loading for like an hour. It never finished loading. So I thought it was probably the Android version that was 40. So I called my next door neighbor who uses an iPhone. So he also downloaded it from their app store. Then he tried the same thing and it kept loading. Talking about this, I didn't even cancel the one on the Android. So that one too kept loading and he got frustrated and he had to just cancel it. And instead of the app doesn't even function well so he uninstalled the app. So me I kept the app for a while. I was thinking oh after a week or two it'll bring an update. I went on Twitter to complain about the issue that an app doesn't that doesn't work is an it's no app at all. I figured it would work. So, but I didn't wait for my prepay to get finished before I tried it again. So one time, I randomly tried it again, and it didn't work. I tried again a third time. It didn't work. So then, I right now, I've only installed the app. <laughs> well, said, um that was
0: his... Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, to be fair, that was the beta version of the app. Because uh-huh. the app was launched today. Yes. So that was the beta. But is it all negative feedback that you...
3: Um, so Advanced. when Sedinam sent this, right. Charlie, big up Sedinam, he's a big man. Then I took the audio, I was editing it. No, then my phone vibrates. I go check and let me look for Sedinam's message. Uh, he has a friend who lives in Osu. It works for him. Hmm. He actually found someone who, are, who, who it works chooses for. the app. Then probably Sedinam's meter. So problem his network in or this his area, area. you know anyway so let's listen to okay. Sen nam's friend who okay. lives in osu all
5: right now my app they work oh. Me mean that be what I they used to pay my ecg bills i never go uh, buy ecg credit since i i notice or i realized in my app so the only one since we move into the shop all the time i they check on a balance and they buy credit via uh, this thing, them my app. So I never go the this thing um, since. Oh, so we did it like four months now. I only buy once, that'd be the first time. That was said before we move in, so, so we we'll see how, if they better the work or something. But as I realized, it'd be the end digital one, some, since then, I buy
3: via the app.
0: Well, um, it looks like the experiences have been varied, and yes. um, yeah, thank you, Sedinam, for for, like, for that feedback. Sedinam was my producer. Un, un- the- unfortunately, uh, he sent a message a couple of minutes ago. Yes,
3: um, so while we were interacting, he said he tried again. Now, this is the message he got on the app: network connectivity could not be established for this operation. Right. Please check network connectivity and try again. So Could maybe be it's the his network. network.
0: Could be yeah. the network. Could be the yeah. but I mean today the app was launched. Yeah. So did we get any feedback yeah, from so, the ECG?
3: Too? Um I got in touch with um Tony Sosa. He's the general manager for IT, the team that's in charge of the app oh, cool. at ECG. Oh cool. And um, he told us about the app, what it does. Apparently there's also a short code and everything. So let's listen to Tony.
2: My name is Anthony Sosa and I'm responsible for IT applications in ECG. So talking about the ECG mobile app called ECG Power, it's a mobile application that gives the customer convenience by making it possible for uh, smart prepaid customers and our postpaid customers to be able to top up credit anytime, anywhere at their own convenience and also pay bills anytime, anywhere. Uh, It's a four-easy-step approach to simply downloading the app on the app store, you know, creating an account, using your email, a phone number, choosing a password, and confirming it. And you are able to log in and be able to, you know, top up and then pay bills also. The other thing about the app is that it also gives you the opportunity to monitor your consumption. So you know uh, the balance that is in your account, Uh, you know, for the various days of the week, how much you've been consuming, you know. Also, you'll be able to use the app to interact with ECG. I mean by uh, lodging complaints, making enquiries, reporting faults, And all of that. So the entire direction is to bring ECG closer to the customer and uh, also the customer closer to ECG by not just, you know, making a call to our call center, but also using the app to be able to, you know, give the customer better customer service. So this is the whole point of the ECG app. So we currently support the following MoMo payment option, that is MTN, mobile money, Vodafone cash, Etel, Tigo money. Uh, We will be adding cards also uh, pretty soon. So apart from all these, uh, we also have our short code, that is star226 hash. So with star226 hash, if you are using a YAM phone, you will be able to top up, pay bills you also be able to update customer information so
0: So basically that's it that is uh, a summary of what the app is about and sort of also touching on what said it i'm probably was facing Mm, and then just mm. you know wrapping it all up but i downloaded it today Uh i could not get my meter. To be registered, when I entered my meter number, because my meter has a smart thing, uh-huh. so in my mind I thought like it was supposed to work. Uh-huh. But when I entered the the meter number, it says it was not on your database.
3: You're not smart enough. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Maybe my meter is not smart enough. <laughs> it, 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 the feedback I got was that it was not, you know, within on the database. database. I
3: mean, I don't know how. Well,
0: and when? but Does your
3: meter have that small screen that has the numbers thing, the keypad, and uh, that you can? Used to check. It tells you time, date, amount you have left.
0: No, no, my okay. Your meter is still down. Wait, 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 Your meter is still down.
3: No, but you see, okay, <laughs> but it has
0: smart cash at the top.
3: Oh, please, cash. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I reserve. I reserve. <laughs> my comment.
0: I, I reserve. My comment. Anyway, so I mean, um. Please check it out. So what's the app's
3: name? ECG um, ECG Power. Power.
0: Yes. So please check out the ECG Power app um, for those of you who have um, smarter meters. Um, please make sure your meter it. is smarter than Philips. Yeah. Please use it. Let's know what you think about it. Let's know what your experience is with it. Um, so someone is asking, what about as the post-paid okay. customers, are we still going to receive a visit from the ECG guys to read our meters now or what?
3: So um, T- Tony also said that they are looking at um, incorporating a part for postpaid users so that they can check their consumption and then how much they are supposed to pay. Mm -hmm. He didn't actually say anything about payments, though, but he said they were working on things for postpaid users. So for that one, I'm sure... Very soon, they will add that and then cover you guys who still use post-paid meters. From the
0: paperwork as well and from the launch, what I heard was that post-paid customers were going to be taken care of. Yes. Um, but I think it is limited to a certain... Extent, right now, it's
3: prepaid it's mostly for now. For the smart yes. ones. But when um, you go to the pre- app, it actually... Smart prepaid users.
0: Smart prepaid users. Yes. When you go to the app itself, you get to realize that, um, uh, what do you call it... Um, it does give you the option to enter whether you are prepaid or postpaid mm. um hello guys i'm an ecg vendor ecg has a lot of different meters the app only works for cam strap meters usually oh. found in the accra east district oh. accra east district even meters in koforidua that are Hamstrap are not supported, and he gives his name as Abeku. Well, Abeku, thank you so much for that feedback. There, thank you so much. So he says he's an ECG vendor, um, and basically the app works mainly for strap meters usually okay. found in the Accra
3: East. Is that where y- you maybe live in we that might district? have
0: to migrate to that area yeah. to be able to get <laughs> access to it. But thank you, Abeku, for um that feedback as um, um, as we're happening. But anyway, um if there are if there's any feedback that you would like to give us on the show, um you can let us know. Um, if there are any apps you want us to review as well, you can get in touch um, so with me. So
3: get in touch with me on Twitter. My handle is OJ Sapon. O-J-S-A-R-P-O-N-G. My DM is open. You don't have to follow me to um, send me a message. But you can also follow me. Let's talk. Let's have a lot of conversations. Um, Some people follow me and then they say, you said we should get in touch with you. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Anyway. So, um, thank you. Thank you very much. We're moving straight into the Your Tech segment. Now, Your Tech basically is a segment where... We hear from you if you're having any challenges with any of the devices or the technologies around you. And um, you let us know and we let the people know what your problem is and we get solutions for it as well. Ellen Dapa is the lady. HRH. Who, H-R-H, <laughs> H-R-H Her Royal Highness. <laughs> Ellen Dapa is the one who manages that
6: segment. Ellen, over to you. Hi, Phil.
0: Hey, what's up?
6: I'm doing okay. So um, I got in touch with, or Roland rather got in touch with me. And the problem he's facing, I, I want to assume almost everyone has experienced that before. It's quite a common thing. So okay. let's listen to him.
2: All right. Uh, this is Roland from Nodoa. Yes, I have a problem with my phone. It gets heated up mostly when I put the data on. That was how it started. But now, even without the data on, it often goes off. It gets heated and goes off. What could be the problem?
0: Hey, wait. So, when the data is on, the phone gets heated? Yes.
6: And then it goes off. So, I remember I was still trying to get in touch with him. I kept calling. It wasn't going through. Then he called me with another number. And then he was like, so you see my problem. My data is on. And then
0: the phone is off. Wow. I can't use it. Wow. <laughs>
6: yes, that's oh, a problem. That's a very
0: peculiar problem. Yeah.
6: No, but overheating, I think, is something... I mean, I can
0: understand overheating. But mm-hmm. the data bit and the connection with the data... But
6: anyway, um, let's is, there, to th- is there a solution oh, for Oh, yeah, him? of course. Let's listen to okay, the solution. Let's, let's
2: listen to that. Roland, the microprocessor of computers and phones heat up based on how much work they are doing. When they heat up excessively, they can burn out. Because manufacturers want to prevent this, they implement software that slows it down, switches them off, so the processor is protected. Your issue has an underlying hardware problem. So look for um, a very ex- experienced technician. Let him look at the hardware. And I'm sure he'll find a solution to your problem.
0: Well, um, I'm, I'm hoping that that, you know, helps Roland a little. Mm-hmm. Because um, his his issue is pretty... Yeah.
6: yeah.
0: I don't like phones that... <laughs> when they get heated, especially. Like when you're charging it, I can understand when you're charging it, no, it gets heated. But then but...
6: I, won't, I want to assume it doesn't have to do with just the data part. Mm. It could be... Different reasons, it could even be a virus or something, right? But well, like we said, he should get to an expert, a technician, so yeah, so they okay. will check so it well out. Um, for please him.
0: find a technician, um, who will probably open up the device and figure yeah. out what exactly is going yeah. on. It could be anything, could be anything, could be anything at, anything. at all. So, anything um, at all. please just get a technician to work it out and then, um, let's see how it plays out. So, you realize that you've misplaced your purse. Does your bank help you with that because
2: when you have that
3: I can't believe it I've lost my card
2: moment you can use the first National Bank mobile app to block your card and order a new one you can also report any fraudulent activity on your account anytime 24/7 and if you
4: need cash you can still withdraw at any first National Bank ATM without a card just by using the banking app so you'll always have access to your money when you need
2: it see. It takes a bank that does more to help your family. So who's helping yours? First National Bank. How can we help you?
0: the show is city trends on 97.3 city fm and we are jumping straight into the trending segment of the show and um your messages are still welcome on our whatsapp number 0549986996 alternatively you can get in touch with us on twitter using the hashtag city trends yes so now it's time for us to get into the trending segment and um we are joined by mr um Entry who has some updates from across the week and um Alfie Alfred of Harrisopro will also be joining us with some thoughts about um or his thoughts about some of the stories that we'll be reviewing this week. Mr. Entry, you're welcome to the show. Hi Philip. Yes. What's up? I'm good. <laughs> How are <about laughs> you? Huh? I'm good. I'm very good. What's up? Yeah. So what have we missed over the course of the week? Yeah. So
5: as always, a lot of things are happening in the in the tech industry so let 's start off with something on the safer side yeah so <laughs> 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 now I'm so <laughs> last week we observed uh safer internet day,
1: right,
5: yeah, the world safer internet day right. there was a peculiar focus on Africa, hmm. yeah, so in this uh, on this day, Google announced one million internet safe fund for African children, okay, yeah, and then that 's not just it, and Facebook has also partnered with nine nine brands. For a safer internet for children in Africa, oh, nice. and That's one cool. of these brands includes a Ghanaian brand, ah. which is actually, Child Online Africa. Nice, yeah, and I think th- this is a very great one. I think we're having conversations about how. Kids are faring online. We had a conversation about this last yes, week. Yes, then. is this, this safe? Right. Who is who is making sure that the internet is actually safe for mm. them? Mm. And I think this this is a very
0: good initiative right.
5: in the right direction.
0: Yeah. Alfie, your thoughts your thoughts about that? Um, access to internet. How safe is the internet? You know, um, I
1: think, I think it's barriers great, possibly. Yeah, I think it's a great initiative. Um, I don't think we do enough as a as a country to actually police. The, the type of content that our children consume on the internet. Right. Sometimes I see some things on Facebook. And That's I'm, scary. It's scary. I wouldn't even yeah. want my child to be on Facebook, yeah. to be honest. So, <laughs> I think it's an absolutely great idea yeah. um, what Google and Facebook are doing. And if there's a local partner as well, you know, but kudos to really them. It really makes it better. Yeah. It makes it better. Really good news.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So, amongst all the things, they are introducing some new tools on Instagram which will filter comments offensive and the comments that are bullying, sort of. And then, they, they've developed an AI okay. which would detect videos whether it's suicidal, like people are making suicidal comments oh, wow. in videos. Wow. It's going to detect all of those. I think it's really, it's really, really. Wow. Yeah. Yes. That
6: it's
0: is amazing. super. Super. Myth. <laughs> <laughs> good news on yeah. internet. That that's that's brilliant that's stuff. Super. Myth. That's brilliant stuff. Anyway, any any other stories um, yeah. that you have? Heard? Moving on to something else. So
5: uh, I think there was a time where we actually needed. In, a, in our tech space, we need a lot of tech hubs right. and all of those. And then last week, I think two hubs launched their spaces. And I think it's something we should actually talk about right. or kind of like recommend them. Right. So the hub in Takradi, Takradi Hive, launched its space. Takradi Hive? Takradi Hive. Nice. So that's the second hive in Takradi. Hmm. And then a hub also at NIMA. Developers invoke. They've got in their own space now. Yeah. And I think it's really, really amazing. Yeah. Big big
0: shouts yeah. to what's, Ivy barclay Yeah,
1: what's um, the name of space called
0: Developers Invoke. Develop you know. yeah, Developers Invoke. Um basically just mainly focused on women and giving them access to some of these very basic yeah. skills in coding and things like that. And Ivy barclay is the one in charge yeah. of that. A uh, big shout to her. Yeah. She's yeah. been at it for quite a while. Yeah. Um and it, it's great that it's all coming together. And it's great that they have a space now yeah. because they didn't have a space before and that was proving to be a challenge. So big ups to her for going at So is it only open it. to women? Or
1: it's uh, yes, it's problem.
0: mainly open to women. At yeah. least for yeah. developers involved. Yeah, yeah.
5: But I'm guessing the tidy one is yeah. open to... And I'm mean thing is now almost every city in Ghana has
0: at least one hub. Yeah. And then that's, it's very good. Because, you know, but one of the things that frustrates me I mean, it's one thing having a co-working space. It's one thing having, like, you know, like, have that. a hub. Like, a hub should be more than just a co-working space. It should offer much more than just people coming to sit around and work. just code and work and go home. And I think sometimes that's where the problem is. We just have a lot of co-working spaces and not enough hubs Absolutely. which do the training, which do the mentoring, which do, you know, everything else.
1: I think it's a it's a step by step process. I think the first thing is to build them, put the tables and chairs in there, and then gradually they will evolve. Each hub will take on its own identity. Mm. You know, they'll evolve and become useful to the community that they they work in. But obviously, those people who set up these hubs, they need to have a plan on how they intend to develop them. You know, and make sure that they're as useful as possible. Mm. You know, to the people who who patronize. You know, the service. Interesting stuff. Yeah.
5: So t- the last thing, Google. Google has a Google Workstation, Google Station, which mm-hmm. provides free Wi Fi to some regions in the in, in the world. So they are discontinu- continuing this service. Oh, due to. <laughs> We're hoping it will get to Ghana. Yeah. It was in Nigeria, and then they are discontinu- continuing this service. So, why? What's the reason? So they indicate that uh, they actually haven't been able to monetize it. The the returns on investment wasn't as they expected it to be.
3: So um you uh, had to I have a question. Yeah. Who was supposed to pay for it? Yeah, I mean
0: you said you were providing free internet. That's the whole value proposition.
1: Yeah. So I'm interested to know what the business model for that looks like. Yeah, so <laughs> mainly,
0: mainly
5: it was true. the monetize monitor is through advertisements on the, on the free Wi Fi. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe Charlie? a pop up and, <laughs> yes. and then it's not working
0: as. Charlie, we like the free internet.
1: Yeah. But we, uh,
0: it's free for a reason. There's a reason why we like free internet. <laughs> That's why we have ads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my days! Well, someone has to pay for it. I'm guessing <laughs> they will have to pay for it. We we have a number of um, comments too, though, um, coming about some of the issues that we raised a little earlier. Um, we'll just go through some of some of them. You should check his phone's background processes. That's coming from Jay Black. Um I guess a message for Roland. Um I used like Samsung Galaxy Note 8 and just after a year it started heating up and restart. I went online and found several others with the same issue. Abeku sharing his experience there. Hello, good evening. About the phone being hot, when the data is on, I experience it most of the time, but somehow, somehow, way, somehow, when I use Wi-Fi, it's not hot as compared to using my data. That's coming from Emmanuel at Sprintex. Interesting there. That's a very interesting thing. When you use the Wi-Fi, it doesn't get so hot. I've, I have it the other way. When I use <laughs> Wi-Fi, my phone gets really, really hot as against using data. It's it's interesting. Hi, Phil. Hope you're cool. I am cool. I'm very cool. i um, about the guy whose phone gets heated up um, with the data on. This could be a software issue. Um, I was using the Windows phone. Every month, you have to update it. If not... So, so heating pan, but after updating the software, the heating stops. That's coming from Philip Mensa from Papasi as um, Well, Philip, thank you so much, and to everybody else, to Alfie, thank you so much thank for you. making time to join us on the show and for your contributions as well.
3: Um, so quick clarification: uh, so the ECG app is available for postpaid users
0: across. Yes,
3: it's only the non-smart prepaid users cool. like Philips Meter. Who don't have who it. Who don't have it. And okay. apparently the smart ones have SIM cards. That's how right. come they are able to they connect do. to their database. Got it.
0: Okay, so yes, a big thank you to Jeffrey as well, to Ellen, and of course to Mr. Enchi, um, Mr. Poku as well. Thank you so much for your contributions on the show. The show will be available as a podcast tomorrow, so please make sure you look out across all the um, podcast platforms. Look out for it, download it, and take a listen. But Until next week, stay techy! <laughs>